Well, that was our one of our, one of our submissions. submissions by the Pandia tribe. Pandia tribe of Romania. Yes. Yes. They're quite, quite good. Honestly. <laughs> <It's> excellent. <laughs> quite excellent. And in fact, I loved it. Me too. Me too. So if you loved it too, don't do anything. <laughs> we can keep that one forever. <laughs> uh, and if you have other ideas and you want to submit yours, Start sending them. Or, it's not complicated. <laughs> no, no, it's not too complicated. <laughs> All right. Send it to, uh, where do you send it to? Um, Ilya at walkwithmenow.com. <laughs> Are you sure? Pretty sure that's what he said. But if he didn't, I'm sure he'll, <laughs> he'll link fix it. it. <laughs> he'll fix it. <laughs> okay. So it's not complicated. It's not complicated if you remember to send it. <laughs> We're funny, honey. Yes, we are. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that was uh, that was quite fun. Yeah. The first time yeah. I heard, I was like, "No way, they're Indian." <laughs> I know. That's so awesome. Some Indians sent it to us. <laughs> very, very good. Uh-huh. Very good. So, what's been on your mind, honey? My mind. Oh, whole bunch of stuff. Oh gosh. Yeah, this week. It's been an interesting week, honestly. Super honestly. interesting. Yeah. I almost don't know where to start because this has been seven days. That feels like about a year. Indeed. <laughs> For you too? Yes. I yes. mean, I think I started out the week by locking all my doors. You and did. windows. Yeah, you did lock everything up. And putting extra clothes on. Yeah, yeah. That was interesting. That was very interesting. That was very odd. Yeah, because we usually leave all our doors unlocked, windows open and everything. Well, honestly, you know, we have... Tiny and Lucy sleeping underneath the palace (laughs) with their little eyes looking out at everything all night long. So nothing, literally nothing can get get to the door Mm -hmm. unless it's acceptable to Lucy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I still locked all my doors. You did. And closed them and got dressed. And you said you slept really good. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to explain why you did that or? Well, that's how the week started. Yeah. What don't you, <laughs> you describe your experience of it. Mine, mine was, I don't know, I should probably lock this door. Anything could just walk in through this door in our bedroom. Yes. So I locked that door. And I mean, in the, when we first got here and first uh, started using the palace for a place to, to stay, reside, residence. Yeah. Yeah. We always locked that door and left it locked because you didn't like people walking in your bedroom. Yes. From outside. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. But since then, you know, with puppy and with the other dogs and with the convenience of it, sometimes we just opened and left it open. Yeah. But that night, I clocked the thing. I closed it, pulled it hard, made sure it was locked. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, what about the sliding door? <laughs> so I locked the sliding door too. And I was like, that's really strange. Why am I locking all these doors? I have never, I never locked the doors. No. You, and, you know, the truck and the car. 
in a house, anywhere, all everywhere around me. Yeah. I did lock my boat, but that's because yes. I'm not anywhere near it. I can't have my feeling feelers, feelers into, into it. Into it's a little it, too yeah. far away for my feelers to be yeah. functional. Yeah. But then I come in there and uh, you noticed that. So what did you think? Well, um, you asked me, um, are, we ta- are, are we going up to the ship tonight? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm not. <laughs> but it feels like you're going to go somewhere. <laughs> and we tested it to see if it was afterwards, right? We right, tested right. it to see if it was maybe <clears throat> the same guys that we've been talking about for a few weeks now. And it wasn't. Kind of, no, wasn't. But mm-hmm. it was different. Let's just say it was different. It was, uh, leave my nose alone, guys. Mm. And like. you, you may think, well, locking your doors and stuff doesn't do anything because they can just teleport you out, right? Uh-huh. But it's but actually it's a physical statement of is. your intent not to go. It's a physical? Yeah. Yep, it totally was. It felt yeah. like, no, nope, not, not tonight, going. I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you make that statement with a level of knowing, not fear, but knowing, that's when you're empowered. Right? That's when you take your power and you're making a statement of this is my life and I am the author of it. You're the authority of your experience. Yep. What I'm curious about is why. Why what? Why my uh, self decided no, not tonight. Was it a tonight thing or was it a ever thing or was it a I'm not so sure about this thing or it was a it just felt... I didn't have certainty about why. I just knew. What about now? If you, ta- like, if you tap all. into it, <clears throat> if you tap into it now, what do you feel? What do you sense? Um, feels like a little bit of an old, old, old group supporting my old life. You know, mm. to get me to here, through the light, dark parts of life that I lived. I needed some pretty good uh, guardians, I suppose is one word to look at it, but also uh, (laughs) co-conspirators. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're fine if you go driving around a car, drinking whiskey and beer, partying and whatever else. We'll keep you from crashing. Right. Right. Kind of a codependency. (laughs) Yes, that's a good word for it, codependency. A little bit codependent there. And so I don't do that, and I definitely don't have a need for any of that kind of a codependent or co-conspirator allies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allies in the co-conspiracy. Feel that like makes sense. we're done. Yeah, we're I done. think it feels yeah done. And it's not like they come every day. I mean, it's very rare when they come in. And it's usually a mess. Yeah. But you know, I was a mess too. Yeah. That makes sense. That resonates. Well, that's the interesting thing about these things. Mm-hmm. You know, you sit here and wonder about it. Just tap in and answer it. Exactly. Tap in. <laughs> You're not powerless. Exactly. The yeah. information isn't withheld. Mm-hmm. Just tap in. Yeah. I'm fine with this. That works. I like it. Good job, honey. So, uh, <laughs> what were you thinking when I was locking all the doors? <laughs> I wasn't particularly thinking anything in particular, you know, but it made sense to me. Just Well, it was like I, well, completely like unusual behavior. Niggles. Yeah, but it's one of those niggles. Often when we get niggles 
or knowings, we act in a way that is unusual, uh, but the the negative aspect would be if we ignore them because it's unusual. Mm-hmm. And we might think, oh, that's just silly or invalidated right. by ourselves, or do it, not do it because we think that other people might think we're silly. Right, that's something we also experienced this week was ignoring niggles. And not only ignoring niggles, but not sharing the niggles that we... We uh, not even recognizing it was a niggle. Yeah. Right? Not even recognizing that it was a niggle. Yes. Yeah, that happened this week too. When a, f- a group of friends were getting spammed, uh, scammed, mm-hmm. um, where the energies that you and I got was, I don't want to hear about that thing. We didn't know it was a scam, but we just didn't want to hear about it. We didn't want to look at it. We didn't want to participate. It was a complete rejection of the entire project. And we didn't, neither of us said it. We just just left, right? We were silent. And then it turned out it was a scam. We said, oh, now now I understand why I had that feeling. (laughs) Right. And if I had shared it and you had shared it, your feelings about it, maybe... It would have become more visible to us okay. as a we. Yes. A we group. Yeah, we group. Our, our group. Mm-hmm. As it felt like it was the best, uh, the the thing we did was basically go lone wolf. We did. We just removed ourselves from it mm-hmm. rather than speak about it. I don't mm-hmm. want to participate in this. And it, it does, it, I, it actually felt uh, nauseous to me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, and I should have known that was a niggle because one of my body's way to communicate with me, um, whether I'm driving somewhere, I'm going the wrong direction, or we're doing something that's not optimum or not supportive, my body gets nauseous. So I should have known. But I was just, I didn't listen. I was distracted and I didn't listen. And I didn't share. So now I'm more aware of okay <laughs> I'm gonna take more attention pay more attention yeah right this isn't uh you know yeah nothing it's not a nothing yeah when you pay attention to your niggles and you get your niggles pay attention to them yes and it doesn't mean uh they're only about you right it's not just about just... you but also the niggles could be positive and negative right and the niggles do this do this do this do this don't or, ignore don't do it don't do that don't do that don't do that don't ignore it so it's 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 uh, reasonable to share your niggles with the group, say the top five people that you spend all your time with. Yeah. Um, you know, in situations involving them yeah. specifically, if you have a niggle information, share it. Absolutely, yeah. Share it. Yeah, share it. That's a lesson learned. That's kind of along the lines of the next thing that came up, which was distractions. Distractions are amazing, aren't they? <laughs> distractions distractions. come in all sorts of ways high and low frequency distractions you know so you generally speaking you know my set point on distractions i think of distractions popping in like you're going to do something and then uh maybe it requires concentration or something a whole bunch of loud noises happen yeah and that distracts you from your concentration right or drama happens or drama happens and it pulls your attention from what you were doing over to hey you got to pay attention to this because it's dramatic and to to us a lot of the time so to me particular it's a beautiful butterfly or a beautiful rainbow or sunset or an eagle or a leaf that falls down from a tree in the perfect way and suddenly i'm absorbed in that beauty and i forget what i was talking about or what i was going to do (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so distractions can come in all sorts of flavors 
But the nature of distraction seems interesting to me. Because sometimes, um, you know, uh, I talk about it in the interview with an alien book about how there's a certain information that you, ha you have programmed yourself or to not go there. Um, simply not, not from a victim-aggressor aspect, but simply from the aspect of you came here, were born in a light-dark paradigm, and to live in a dark, light-dark paradigm, you need to be in a, in a sense of an illusion of separation and very much involved in the I, me, and myself. So when you start coming out of that, the programs that you brought in to have that experience start kicking in and distracting you away from becoming your, your mind becoming expanded and your awareness becoming expanded and your experience becoming more high frequency and not low frequency based. Right. right. So <clears throat> those programs kick in, but also you came with the other programs of become aware that these are distractions to stop you from expanding your awareness. And, you know, you come with those programs too. So you may read one of my books and then you don't remember the past page or chapters. <laughs> yes. And then you have to go, oh, what just happened? What did I just read in the last page? Okay, I'll go back and read it again. And after 10 reads, eventually it starts sticking. Yep, right? yep. But you have to be aware of that part. I just yep. forgot such and such. So... That distraction or that forgottenness is a message to the aware you. Yes. Go pay attention to what you just got Forgot. distracted from. from. So, so if it's a big negative distraction or a big positive distraction, um, you immediately look at what was I doing just before that? What was I just thinking before that? What was I planning just before that? Yep. <laughs> and then usually you get your answer. And then you can focus your attention and the way that you actually want exactly. to. Exactly. Maybe Without not towards that. the distraction, maybe towards what you're, you're doing. Exactly, right? yes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it also, you know, one of the things that, especially if you get distracted with low-frequency engagements, drama, or other things, um, have a look at victim-aggressor energy. There's a lot of material about it in, in iliabenz.com. Mm -hmm. I've written hundreds of articles that address this thing. And other things, um, and to educate yourself around that. Educate the yourself. Interview of the psychic assassin kind of talks about a lot of that, doesn't it? Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's a good book to read. Right, right. To, uh, I guess, investigate that, mm -hmm. expand your mind about the whole idea. Yeah, and interview with an stuff. angel too. Interview <laughs> with an angel. Oh my gosh, you read that one, <laughs> you will be going back and reading again, and again, again and again and again. And again. Yeah. Did I get that? Did yeah. I get that? Plus, uh, your emotional body would get quite a workout. Yeah. That book is so packed with information. So, so packed with information and data and, and also energy of expansion of awareness that when I finished it, I told the team, hey, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a small book. Um, shall I continue writing it or shall I stop now and then we can write a follow-up book, right? Mm -hmm. um, a second in the series. And everybody says, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> just like saturation <laughs> point. Saturation Sorry, point, honey. Yeah. If you I write more, it would just like it. overdose. Yeah. It's just yeah. like eating too much. Yeah. My brain can't fill that. It gets too full. Yeah. Emotional body. <laughs> Emotional body is too body. over 
oversaturated yeah. with energy body expansion. all saturated yeah yeah totally that was it's my beautiful. experience too it was like after reading it you're like just ran a marathon yeah <gasps> oh gosh <laughs> yeah. let me do that again i gotta go back to there yeah. yeah so you know distractions can get you away from that um and often people in walk with me now or um here at the shaman shack you know Often they will say, Nadia, you're so patient. <laughs> You've said that. How many times have you said that? No, you taught that sentence or teaching or idea. Eh, since I was six. <laughs> Most days. <laughs> so it's not about patience, right? It's not patience. It's just about not getting distracted. That not getting distracted kind of reminds me of the uh, little chat we were listening to with Dr. Jennifer Jennifer Daniels. Oh yeah. Remember, yeah. don't solve, don't be solving the wrong problem. Yes. The distraction yes. is the wrong problem. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. She had a she has a website. Um, we put the link on the notes. Oh. But I think it's vital something. But if you if you search, if you search on a uncensored search engine, I think the least censored right now is Brave. Maybe, so, yeah. yeah, Brave Search or it's something. It's a moving target, that one, huh? It's a moving target. They keep yeah. getting falling into censorship. Yeah. Um, and you search for Dr. Dan uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Daniels, Daniels. Um, and you're going to get to her website, and she has a whole bunch of videos there that she teaches a lot of stuff. She's got a couple, uh, a few really good books. One of them is free. Um, and also, not the others, but buy them so you can support her right yeah. and her work she's got some supplements as well uh, but anyway so we were listening to one of her videos and she said uh, it was all about how you have to be aware of not addressing the wrong problem because she's a doctor mm -hmm. to get healthy right 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 so if you're addressing the wrong issue you're not going to get better <laughs> <laughs> pretty much right so you need to identify and address the right issue. And she was talking about how through many years of sitting down for 12 hours a day working, um, she became very weak and she could hardly use her legs. Right? right. She was caretaking her dying husband or As something. As well, yeah. So, so she was always sitting, always sitting, always sitting, always sitting, sitting and it yeah. caused damage to her legs. Yeah. So she was, at first she started addressing how to get about. How to move around so she looked at wheelchairs and, and walkers canes and, and canes walkers and, canes. and lifts and she was working on chairs all that get that. you up yeah <laughs> and all these things right mm -hmm. and then she figured out wait i'm addressing the wrong issue here i should address what was actually the matter with my legs <laughs> so when she addressed that she found that all that was the problem was that her legs were very weak you know her legs were weak and she was deficient in uh in organ meat, organ meats, yeah, vitamins, which are the fat soluble A and Ds that Doctor, not Doctor, the Weston Price talks about. Right. So she addressed that, and now she's doing Taekwondo and tai doing chi. splits, and no, it's Taekwondo. Oh, Taekwondo, yeah, that's yeah, right. Taekwondo and uh, the splits, and you know, she's like very, very fit. <laughs> right, right. So the physical activity and changing her diet healed the problem. The issue, the actual the issue. issue. Yeah, she was and, addressing you know, the wrong issue. Wasn't you could doing solve anything. the problem by sitting in a chair longer, a wheelchair. Yeah, a wheelchair. Yeah. But you could solve the problem by addressing the correct thing, the yeah. issues in your life. Yeah, so which is the the distractions, the low frequency ones at least. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
if the butterflies are flying, just go ahead and follow them. And then try and make remember it, what yes, it was. Maybe make a note. You know? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. I'm going to watch the butterflies and then I'm going to go do that. Right. Right. And growing up, I used to love uh, having a pen and I would make notes on my hands. My hands there were you always, go. my hands were always covered in words, right? Always covered in words. And um, recently we were doing a class here with uh, private students and I didn't have a pen, I didn't have a, any paper. And I saw a Sharpie on the table and I started writing notes. It brought so many beautiful Memories memories. Back. Yeah, but if you're about to get distracted, I know it's a split second and you're distracted, but sometimes you can grab that split second and write down what you were doing and then get distracted because it's so beautiful. <laughs> That's what I got to do before we do our shows. I've got two whiteboards mm. on my fridge. Yes, yeah. And they got my eraser markers. Yes. Yeah, and so I'll be going along and I was like, we got to yeah. talk about this. And I run over and I write it down because, yeah. hey, one second later, it's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> There's something on the screen or the dogs are going to bark or the yeah. whale's coming or, yeah. or an eagle or an eagle flies by. <laughs> you got to grab it. Yeah. So I, I'm a fan of these whiteboards yes. for that reason. And they're little, they're little boards that you can carry around as well. Right. Little teeny ones. I can mm-hmm. pack it around with yeah. me. Put it in another fridge or put it in the truck if I need it. Yeah. Yeah. It's <clears throat> interesting part of her chat was about her experience with yoga, doing yoga for 20, 20 years, mm-hmm. and her yoga teacher uh, prescribing her more um, down, dogs. down dogs to get her <laughs> legs to work or something like that, and it she wasn't working it. <laughs> for her, so she fired her teacher. She dropped and, yoga. <laughs> uh, dropped yoga and started Tai Chi. No, she started Taekwondo. taekwondo. Something I know it was more Taekwondo. About energy. Yeah. yeah, I know about Taekwondo because that's well, that was my choice of martial art. Yeah. I I, got, I can't remember what belt I went to. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really loved Taekwondo because I loved the not just the physical aspect of it, but the energy behind it and also the the teaching behind it. The sense our sensei would our sensei would sit with us and teach us about energy and about how you hold yourself, and about, you know, conflict, right? Yeah. Like, the, the first 10 minutes of every class was running, because what do you do when you see somebody trying to physically challenge you, is you run. And you bypass the ego saying, yeah, you know, I can take him on, and I'm stronger and better than them, and how dare they try to attack me. All those are egoic constructs. Yeah. So he would teach us your first skill in Taekwondo is your legs, you run. <laughs> <laughs> because you want to avoid it. Why? Because if you don't avoid it, you're going to hurt that person very, very badly. So you don't want that. I don't know what it is about Asian energy work, Qigong, Tai Chi, Taekwondo, Taekwondo all, of these, all of these. Karate. They're, they feel like a mature focused energy yeah. school although you know all almost of all of them are distracted in some way and yes. corrupted yeah. and all of the other stuff that yeah. normally happens that right. still it's like the thing that works in them has not been taken out yeah but the meaning of it has been sometimes you know adulterated right yeah that's right because i remember in our city where i lived at the time there was two schools of taekwondo 
And there was one I went to, and the sensei was amazing. He was a really, really tuned in guy. Mm-hmm. And the other one got all the all the prizes. accolades or whatever accolades prizes. All the prizes. They won all the championships, right? Um, and except for the very top one, mm-hmm. he had the champion for the entire country. Oh. My sensei had him. And occasionally, you know, one of the students would win one of the other competitions, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember um, I, I asked, I mean, we went to one of these competitions because Daniela and my other children were also in the school and um, we were uh, competing right, against them. And these other people, their energy was very aggressive. Uh, the only important thing is to win here. It wasn't about the art behind it. Mm. And he used to teach the art behind it. Mm. And if you win, great. But if you don't win, great. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> it's yeah. irrelevant. It's irrelevant, right? right? So I had a conversation with him about that. And he says, yeah, because his priorities are different. They really love the, the trophy wall that they have, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also, he, he goes and says, he's also really annoyed that actually I have the champion of the country, the country <laughs> champion, you know. And if I really wanted to, I just have to flick my, he would like flick his fingers and the, the, his students would win. He wouldn't be doing the other thing, uh, right? Because uh-huh. we went to competitions to learn, where learn battle uh, strategies and all these things, right? And I remember once um, there was this kid who, um, he was, way bigger than my youngest and had been in Taekwondo for longer but they put him together in the competition for something or other right and my youngest I think he was like seven or something he was really small um and this kid was like 12 um he did his best you know and like he he did his whole thing you know Mm -hmm. and um but he got distracted because he was very smiley, you know, and he was like, do a punch and look at us, you know, and said, oh, how did I do it? So the other guy uh, took advantage of one of those things and kicked his butt. Mm. And Daniela was watching. Mm-hmm. And she was not happy. <laughs> right? So she was next. Um, the next round, she was put against, and they were about the same age, so they were, he was put against him. They had to separate them. I mean, he, the, the other one, actually, one of her kicks threw his helmet off, mm-hmm. right? Across the room. The right, really tied down helmet. And then she went for the kill. <laughs> so they had to stop her. And of course, she won the thing, right? But she didn't care. She was just livid that, you know, she he had hurt her, her little brother uh-huh. in an illegal way. Mm. Right? He made an illegal move and took him out. And um, that and she, seems to be a common she, narrative with this. And schools. she came out, and she came out like, and you know, she got talking to about controlling her anger and stuff. And do you see how lethal you are? And you know, this is what this is not what we do. Mm-hmm. We don't make illegal moves, and we don't uh, fall into that anger. We don't let that anger control us and all that type of stuff. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it soaked right in. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody, not one bit. No. no. <laughs> but it's like that, you know. It's like I. There was a difference, a very, very distinct difference. And the guy, then the others, um, the other sensei came to us and said, "Yeah, you know, I'd like to recruit your daughter. Right? I want her to come to my school, mm-hmm. right? And the other two as well, the other children too. They're, they've got potential. They can. I can make them 
champions. I can make them not just champions in this country, but the world, right? I can do that. This is what his line was. Mm. And I remember looking over the, the, the field, not the field, the, the uh, gym, you know, my sensei was on the other side. He was looking over, you know, he knew what was happening. Yeah. You know, and I, I just looked at this guy and I said, oh, I'll take into consideration. Thanks for the offer. Mm. And, you know, we left and said, good, good, good. And he was all happy, you know. <laughs> but of course we didn't. <laughs> like, no way was I going to put my kids there. You know, there's no way in the world was I going to do that. How come? Because he had the wrong energy as far as I was concerned. He didn't care about my kids or their development or their safety. He just wanted to win. He wanted the, the big wall of trophies that he had in his school to get bigger. That's all he was interested in. The mice, our sensei was he wanted our kids to develop his kids, you know, to be rounded. Yeah, he had champions. But that was because, you know, that kid wanted to be a champion. So it was sort of a, sort of like where you talk about uh, the development of the CDs or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. It's a side, side effect of the process, not the purpose of the process. Right. Exactly, yeah. And that's where sometimes the process gets corrupted to be the purpose of it. Yes. Same with the Taekwondo or any of the other any things. Others, yeah. It can be, yeah. you know, side motivations refocused mm -hmm. wrong. Exactly. Incorrectly, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess correctly or incorrectly, it depends on the experience you came from. It's like, can't judge it as the wrong way, just that's the experience they want, right? Yes. They want championships and battles. Mm -hmm. So that's you want right. that, go there. Yeah. Oh, you can tell our sensei, hey, I want to be a champion. And he'll say, okay, this is the commitment that you're going to need to have, and mm -hmm. this is how much practice, and I'll support you. Mm -hmm. And that's how he had the that champion, right? Yep. Because it wasn't like you cannot be a champion. It was a different dynamic. The child or the man, this, the, the, the country champion was a man. The child or the, the person <coughs> would make that decision from their core essence. It wasn't something that they had to do for the school or for their sensei. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's interesting to look at motivations. This is their, I guess, their whys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, and physical endeavors like taekwondo's or gymnastics or football or any of those things that we want to get champion level. That your why for that needs to be pretty dang strong because there's going to be a lot of discomfort along the way, probably. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of discipline mm -hmm. and focus yeah. to the detriment, probably, of everything else. Yes. <laughs> right. Strong wise. Strong wise. But with um, Dr. Daniels, well, no, she didn't really say specifically what, I suppose it was. She did say something about the energy work. No. Of why the Tai Chi helped her with her... Taekwondo? Yeah, Taekwondo. No, she didn't. Why do you think it helped? Um, maybe she's got a really good sensei, and um, it's a one. The, the reason I really liked Taekwondo was because uh, from the history that our sensei taught us was designed to make people who didn't they, that were weapons were outlawed is in Korea, and they were small people, not physically strong people able to become uh, deadly weapons. Mm -hmm. 
mm -hmm. to, to help them protect their people, right? Their land and their families. So it's designed, Taekwondo, he said, design, it was designed for a person of smaller stature and uh, mass to be able to kill a horse with one kick because the, the Mongols or whomever was coming to invade them, the Chinese, I can't remember who it was, they came in giant horses, right? And they were big people. Yeah, they were much bigger than... Yeah. And then, so that was the design behind it, um, but at the same time, they didn't have the resources to create weapons, right? And the weapons thing was interesting because you said a lot of, I mean, the, the teaching you're so fast that you can actually disarm a person with a with a gun, right? Mm -hmm. That's close enough, um, but you don't want to get in that situation, right? You yeah. don't want to get into the situations because eventually the bullet's faster than you, so. Literally, you avoid those situations. Sounds like sage advice. Yeah. <laughs> avoid yeah. Yeah. those situations. Yeah. Those are basically the dis also distractions. Yeah. Anyway, they're also, and for some people, yeah. not me, but for some people, uh, very uh, interesting, I guess. <laughs> What's the word? different mm, no it's like irresistible oh if it's a good opponent that's the you. problem yeah yeah that's the problem it's really difficult to not engage when the opponent is it's at your level of skill or you know difficulty or whatever it's, you know it's, it's difficult and that can be not just people but situations and challenges and all these type of things it's really difficult not to do it unless you stop yourself somehow, limit yourself somehow. What are the ways that you use to stop yourself, I guess? Because, I mean, probably people recognize they have a kryptonite of some kind, mm. right? And in a sense, their kryptonite is a distraction so interesting, they cannot easily resisted yeah. you know, it's like yeah. like with daniela her siblings protection mm -hmm. yeah or you protecting right um, and like with um yourself a high quality opponent yeah so the high quality opponent was an issue for me because i i know my kryptonite is the inability to resist temptation <laughs> and therefore one of the things that I had to do was to avoid temptation. Don't put yourself in that situation. Just don't go there. Don't do it. Right? Just don't put yourself in those situations. Because if you do, you will manifest that distraction, that conflict. Because there's that the orchestration, the human collective is going to deliver. Whatever it is that you desire. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Or your focus is on. So the first thing I do is avoid that temptation. I, it's like, don't go to a bar if you're an alcoholic and you're not strong, able to say no, right? Don't do it. And the same with conflict. Uh, with regards to this, uh, 2011, I was taught very clearly by the human collective, the high-frequency human collective, Gaia, that I mustn't 
indulge in low-frequency engagements anymore. I mustn't go to war. Uh, as a mystic, there was there are things called mystic wars or mystic battles, and I mustn't indulge in those anymore. I mustn't join those anymore because after 2011, we decided to split. Yeah. And any type of armed or not armed, but you know, conflict feeds that low frequency paradigm and takes away from the energy of the high frequency paradigm. And it was really hard. It was really, really hard. But I do, I avoid it, right? I avoid it. Um, and I said no, right. right? And it's like I held myself, I count to 10 and I hold myself. I count to 10 again and I hold myself until the situation is over. Must not indulge in low frequency engagements. Yeah. Indulge. I think people hear that word and they think indulge. And they don't really like match the doing of the engagement with an indulgement. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I don't think many people really understand what are low frequency engagements because things like Savior yeah. don't feel or look like a low frequency engagement right. at first glance. But they are. How can that yeah. be so? Yeah. How can that be so? Because how can and helping then, be. I know, Low some frequency. people, exactly. So you look at the help <clears throat> energy, mm -hmm. okay? So if somebody's drowning in a river or whatever, and you're able, and you're able, capable to be able to help them out of there without drowning yourself, go ahead and do it. Right? Go ahead and do it. Row, throw, tow, then yes. go. That's yes. what the lifeguard school taught me. Exactly. First, you yeah. row your boat out there to get them. Yeah. Then you throw something to them. Yes. Then you tow them in with some rope or something. Yeah. Then actually goes like last on your the list. The last on your list is jump in, right? Right. The last in your list. So that's one of them. Um, another one is okay. So you know the the common one of do you do you fish for a man or teach him how to fish, right? The proper help is teaching him how to fish. I would go with both. <laughs> I'll go get you some fish. And let's go. I'll show you how to catch some. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm a do it all kind of person. Yes. But. If you just say, you wait here, I'll go and get some fish for you, and then they'll come back and we can eat. Yeah. That's not the right type of help. No. Right? Unless he's got money, in which case, I'll keep it like that. <laughs> <laughs> the if problem with money, these analogies. If he has money, he's, he has money, <laughs> he has he's, money he's got chi, he's able. He's able. You don't, he, he doesn't need fish. help. He's just buying <laughs> fish. It's Instead different. Catching it. That's different. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about it from a fisherman's side. <laughs> You're trying <laughs> like, to make a case for the fisherman. Yeah, it's okay to go fishing and bring this guy fish as yes. long as he's got a few bucks. And, you know, if you don't have a few bucks today, we'll get him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like the hamburger guy. So it's a little bit like that, you know. It's, you really need to look at what helping means. And, um, and how is it indulge? When is it an indulgement right, in right. low-frequency engagement? Exactly. Codependency is a typical case. Codependency is so, a typical case. Yeah, yeah. Look in the dictionary of what that means. It's a typical case of negative help, and that's more based on the victim-aggressor energy. To keep them in that victim-aggressor energy, because you're getting your fix out of the helping. victim. Mm -hmm. Helping the victim. Gets your fix. Yeah, yeah gets your fix. Insidious, that is. Mm -hmm. Must not engage in low frequent. Must not indulge in indulge. low frequency engagement. So how about, um, like jealousy? Um, you get a you know it's like clearly is... you know this guy, or this girl who you like 
and this guy or this girl who you uh, associate with, they get together and that makes you jealous, insanely jealous. Yeah. So it's like, are you in part of this triangle? No, Is really. this a low frequency, an indulgement in a low frequency engagement? Yes, yes. You're creating an engagement. Now, will you have takers or not? That's you know up to the other people, right? Right. <laughs> but the jealousy thing is fear-based. Jealousy is fear-based. Um, and then what you can do is find that bundle, you know, the jealousy bundle, energy bundle in your body, and then use the fear processing exercise on it. Hmm. Just the bundle of energy is what you really process. Mm -hmm. That's something that we've talked about. That was also during this week, I think. What? processing that bundle of energy not so much the story the big story about it it's like i'm going to process the blah 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 but i need to find out and i have to process blah, 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 that blah, that blah, person blah, blah. annoys me and and blah, like, blah, no, blah, where's blah, your annoy where's that annoy energy where does where it show it? up in your body exactly oh. right now just look yeah that's it where is it find it right okay and now you process that 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 bundle that that's it yeah now do that mm -hmm. for all the bundles that you have yep because pretty soon you're going to come out the other end with a lot less limitation. You are. Because as you peel off one limitation, guess what? What? The next one pops up. <laughs> and the next one, you know, you created a life of limitation to put you on a path, whatever that path may be. And now yes. we're in a split. Yeah. And the things that kept you on the path that you were on to get you to here, they're different now. And you know what? Uh, a lot of people blame their mothers for their limitations. They should. But they don't. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. Why not? That's the blame game, right? It's like um, victim aggressor. You could fall into victim aggressor. It's your mom's fault, so there's nothing you can do about it. Well, what right. if it was a good thing? It's your mom's no, fault. But they that don't. They what? Don't, they don't it's do not that. your mom's fault you have they good homework? They don't credit. They don't oh. give credit to their moms. They just give blame. So oh. there's 10,000 programs your mother gave you that are positive. <laughs> yeah, there but are. those are yours. <laughs> those ones you came up with. Yes. yes. You're independent You came up with self. those. Yes. But the negative ones your mom gave you. Yes, of course. Right? You know, those are your mom's fault. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there were millions of programs and you choose which ones you integrated into your body or not. Do you think people heard that? I think they didn't say that again. Can you say it again? Yes, it was something about there were millions of programs that were at offer and you picked the ones you wanted to keep. Yes. Not someone put them on you. Right. I think that's what you said. Yeah, pretty much. So, you're the one who picked them? Yeah. You're actually responsible for what you're carrying? Yes. And some of those things are invisible to you? Yes. But you blame your mom for them? Yes. The ones that you don't like or uh -huh. pretend you don't like? Well, it's not pretend. It's, it's like we don't consciously go around choosing negative programming. We take those on to make us have a low frequency or light-dark uh, light, paradigm experience um, as part of the deal. Because literally as a light you. being, it'd be impossible not it'd be impossible to do that exactly. without some limiting programs. Exactly. You're a light because being. you couldn't do it. So now all of my teachings are be aware that these are programs, be aware that you have limitations, that you are integrated into yourself, become conscious and aware of those limitations and then choose which, which ones you want to keep. And which ones you want to release. And then maybe even choose new ones. New limitations. <laughs> new limitations right? are fine, right. But don't indulge in low frequency no, limitations. No, you can't. Not right now. You can't. Don't. 
So maybe one good practice for that would be meditating uh, in a loud environment with lots of distractions. No, not necessarily. So that's irrelevant. That's the whole point. It's irrelevant. What if the loud noises are your uh, kryptonites for meditation? Like bundle, I can only meditate in a quiet place, for example. You bundle your annoyance at loud noises. You process that bundle of energy. I'm annoyed at loud noises. You bu- you find it in your body. Uh-huh. You process it. Okay. And then the loud noise becomes irrelevant. So what's important, in a sense, this process is to notice the distractions. Yes. First off. Right. And then when you notice them, see what they were distracting you from. Mm-hmm. Maybe write it down on your white pad mm-hmm. or your hand mm-hmm. or your paper or your notebook mm-hmm. or your whatever or you're speak carrying. speak it into or your device. Say it into your... <laughs> Hey, Siri, I know you're listening. (laughs) Remember this for me. Whatever, right? And then the thing that's distracting you, you can give that some attention also now or at a later time, right? Yeah. And that could most probably be a limitation in a limiting program, right? Yes. And you could process the energy bundle associated with that limitation. Would that Mm -hmm. dissolve the, like it's my mom's fault? Yes. Yeah, I will. The thing that you're blaming on your mom by mm-hmm. processing the energy bundle, actually taking some tiny sliver of responsibility for who you actually are, mm-hmm. then uh, processing that bundle, yeah, it's dissolved and there's no more. Uh, it's my mom's fault. It's like, oh, I'm me. Yeah, I put that there. I decided oh, to. I integrate decided it. to integrate it. Yeah. yeah, subconsciously or whatever, but you did it. Now, now I'm in a split, a split of realities. And in this split, I'm going to take responsibility for those things that kept me in the place that we were. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to create the me that goes to the place we're going. The or rather, adjust my limitations. The place I am embodying. The place I'm creating and embodying. embodying. Not by, we're not going anywhere. Right. Well, I'm going somewhere. Where? Going up the hill, play with the tractor. <laughs> you gotta, you've actually got to load a few limitations to go up there <laughs> and play with the tractor. Side point, that gets distracted, honey. Yes. Back to what we were talking about. To go to, which is to create the new paradigm, you need to drop your low-frequency distractions, your low-frequency programs, engagements, limitations. Mm -hmm. You can keep your high-frequency butterfly ones because they're not harming you and they're not low-frequency. Right, they're not feeding... The low-frequency paradigm. They're not feeding the low-frequency paradigm. You can still notice your distraction. Yes. Notice what you're distracted from mm-hmm. and refocus your attention on it. Yes. But you don't have to process away butterflies. Right. Or not process away because, you know, we don't do that. <laughs> Processing is allowing full expression. Yes. Collecting and uh, acknowledging the information. Yes. And then expanding it. Yeah. So that it becomes so big. Get spent. It yeah. basically gets spent, yeah. And replacing what where it was with Joy Light Love. Joy Light Love. Or there your you personal go. source energy. Or your personal source energy, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you just did that for the next week, you would come life. out the other end of this week completely and utterly different. High frequencier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a high frequencier. I think we sentence. need to TM that, <laughs> yes. trademark that one. High frequencier. Yes. <laughs> high frequencier. High frequencier. <laughs> high frequencier. 
How do you even spell that? High frequency R. High frequency R. R. It's just like high frequency R R R. Yeah, high frequency R. R. Got it. I like that. Jeez, I love it when we make up a new word. Yes, kind How do we see the word have it come back? Oh, you just look at it. High frequency R. High frequency R has three R's. You know what happens with threes? Oh yeah, it's a magical thing. Yes. So high frequency R is a spell. Yes. So how do we see it? You just think it, think talk it about up, it, and it, then talking about wait it. for it to come back from unexpected locations around the planet. I'm uh, waiting for it to come back from unexpected locations on the planet. Mm-hmm. How about you? Sure. I think You're going to uh, join me in this seating? Yes. yes. Awesome. Because I've seen a lot of the words you've seeded come back from completely unexpected people and sources. Yes. Who are, I never heard of them, and I don't think... <laughs> I can't imagine how they ever heard of me or you or anybody in our circle. Yeah. And yet, they're using whoop, the same words. They're using the words uh-huh. and the not the just the word, the, the phrase sentence. in its intended meaning. Yes. It's pretty cool. It's really really cool. Yeah. We had had that experience with. Uh, was that similar to our, what our friend did with flamingos? Yes. Yeah. That's a different. That was a magical act. Yeah. But yeah. But similar. It's the same. If you don't know the flamingo story, I mean, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was uh, one of our instant manifester um, leads, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, this was one of the things of that she wanted to see. Is like I want to see these flamingos in unexpected locations or something like that. Yeah, she was gonna. Yeah, well, and we were doing we were doing evidence. a mystical exercise that obviously I'm not going to share because it's something that you need training for. Yes. Not t- trying to create a mystery, but you know. We are going to reveal all this mystical information in uh, Ivan's Academy. We're creating a class over it. Oh, good. But without the basics, I don't want to share tools that people can use and harm themselves with. You don't want to be a codependent or any of that? No. It's like this is a Uh high-frequency mystical tool for a high-frequency paradigm, and that's where it will be used. Exactly. So I am responsible with how I share it. Exactly. That's all. Um, Anyways, she used it, and then... Uh, part of that use is to a process of allies and things. Mm. And when that happened, it just exploded into the universe. And there's pink flamingos everywhere now. <laughs> there was a business the very, started very in our village. And the business was flamingoing somebody's house. Yes. They had like 50 flamingos that they go... Plastic, plastic flamingos. they go put in everybody's in somebody's yard. You just pay them yeah, some money and then they'd go there in the middle of the night and they'd wake up and there'd be flamingos in their whole yard. Yes. 50 of them. Like, <laughs> you understand that flamingos are not indigenous to our no. culture or area. <laughs> or area. Exactly. Yeah. So, it was... It's been pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, it's been yeah. pretty amazing. And I ended up with a, a uh, what's my shirt? What's the name of our shirt? The ones you got me a bunch of t-shirts. The Smiley Company. Oh, good, good, um, good, good life. I don't <laughs> I remember. remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was I don't a flamingo like them shirt. Yeah. Maybe that's why you can't remember them. Yeah, because I don't like them anymore. Bummers. Because their shirts, I used to like that because they were really high quality. They are. They're dense. They're not anymore. Now they're a little bit cheaper. They're cheap now. And they're printed on instead of... Um, embossed or whatever. No, they were fl- sewn on. Sewn and yeah. yeah, embroidered. Embroidered. They used to be embroidered and really high quality, and now they're just rubbish. Mm. Cheap stuff that falls apart. 
Oh, well. Uh, anyway, I have a flamingo shirt <laughs> that came in the pile before the seating or after the seating. I don't remember. I don't remember. But I woke up one day and I put my shirt on and we went in for a Sunday sitting or something. And then she's there looking and I'm sitting there looking at my shirt like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Now. I had no idea before. Yeah. It was invisible until then even. Wow. Pretty cool. Well, I know... Mm, good life. Good life. Isn't no, that's not no. it. Oh. <laughs> One of the questions I have about... Uh, practices, spiritual practices, meditations, or yogas, or qigongs, or these other things, mm -hmm. uh, Bibles, Korans, all that stuff, they're, they're enduring because they have a basis in truth, or for a foundation, and a strength of something. Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily grab everyone, I mean, not everyone is attracted to a martial art, for example, mm -hmm. although they're popular. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is attracted to Bible studies, mm -hmm. although they are clearly popular. Mm -hmm. But there is often, most likely, something that will attract you. It's like all of the bases are covered to some degree. Mm -hmm. And those uh, strong spiritual practices um, how do you say they're their their foundational strength is covered up in a lot of ways by dogmas, right? Mm. How and where do we find a source? I mean, what's the right way to... How do we find a source of this strength and power without the dogmas attached to it? Because the practices are true or are they just corrupted too badly to even engage? What mm. do you think? There was a, there's a, when we decided to have a light dark paradigm here on earth, we implemented many negative programs and programs of separation among, inside the individuals in order to have that experience. But also we integrated as a species here on the planet programs that corrupt groups that yeah. hijack and corrupt groups so that people couldn't gather in a high-frequency way because if they do, it destroys the low, dark... It would break the game too fast. Yeah. It would break the game for everyone. All the, the low programs, the low... Uh, the light-dark paradigm programs, it would destroy them. So because the human collective had decided on a light-dark paradigm, it implemented programs that... Corrupt, um, corrupted teaching. Corrupted groups... And um, one of those programs is that all teachings, like all dogmas, no matter how high frequency they begin, they will end up hijacked and being used for low frequency um, aims and results of power over others. Is that so, is that is that true even now? I mean, no. if we start at one now, in twenty fourteen, I yeah. got the message that. <clears throat> It was time now that we were ready and the human collective was ready to be able to gather in in joint endeavors, ideas and practices, spiritual practices, without that program, without wow. those programs. But we had to 
invent them. We had to figure that out. We had to create a path of making those groups in order to show, uh, uh, like, bring it in, like ideas are brought into the human collective, right? Uh -huh. And those knowledge, that knowledge had to be brought in by groups so that we can develop them. And that's what we started. That's why we started Walk With Me Now. Because it was, okay, well, now that it's possible, let's go for it. Let's figure it out. Let's invent these new ideas and new energies in the group so that, or in, even adapt things that people have done so that we can move forward in a way that is high frequency and it's not abuse of power anymore. And it cannot be hijacked. Nice. Yeah. But sometimes you get people come in, you know, and walk with me now that are running those Power Over Others programs. Um, they usually don't last very long, right? Right. But, you know, I used to be quite patient with them in the past. But nowadays, I, I don't actually have any patience. What is patience? Like we talked about earlier, uh, the ability to repeat something as far as I'm concerned or do something or wait for something. A long time, because you know the person's going to get it. But we don't have that time right now, so I don't have to. And I know there's thousands, millions, actually, there's 2.5 billion people on the planet who are ready, capable, able to do and embody the new paradigm. So there's no point even spending one iota of a second on those individuals who are not ready yet. I don't think it could have said anything better anything more clear it's like i think that it matches your uh picture the other the other day light workers get off your butts <laughs> about that yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. do you remember that quote oh yes yes yeah you get off your butt already man <laughs> get Jesus. off your butts <laughs> yeah. yeah oh man get off your light worker butts get off your light worker butts <laughs> and start doing <laughs> So uh, that's one thing I think that we could probably talk about in our second hour, you know, in in, a, in the middle of the chat. We we're talking about Dr. Jan Daniels a little bit, and she said yoga in her 20 years of yoga, and she still, like, couldn't move, so she had to fire her yoga teacher, quit yoga, and do taekwondo. Mm -hmm. It isn't to say yoga's bad for you. No. Or even that teacher is not a good teacher. No. But it had to do with her healing story. Yeah, the healing story, but also it wasn't the right thing for her. Right. So I think that's and something it, we can talk about yeah, in and pretty good I don't detail. Know, yeah, I don't know much about yoga, you know, and I know that it's very good for stretching. But for me, the way I was brought up and the way that I used my physical body elemental in the past, stretching is something you do just before you exercise. And just after. after, and just after your exercise, so you sandwich it in in the middle. There's exercise, right. like more strenuous and using your muscles, strength. You know, so stretching, to me, is something. If you only do stretching, to me, for me, it doesn't work. But if I do stretching before I exercise, and after I exercise, it's complementary and very, very good. Really, really good. Sure, sure, but I don't even consider yoga stretching, although there's stretching involved in yoga. I consider oh. yoga to be a See, spiritual even... practice and right. energy work <laughs> and focused thing and quite exhausting. The yoga, 
guys or gals that are yeah. i mean yoga as a western word is almost like chinese food yes yoga is like yeah. a school yeah. right yeah. and this is one of the schools is yeah. uh good point this good stuff point. but yeah, I think I remember, the point I was, yeah. Yeah, I think it's true. It, it is very spiritual. It's a, a spiritual practice. It reminds me of a friend who um, she had to have, uh, she was looking at having knee surgery. And I said, what's wrong with your knee? Meditation. Yeah, too much sitting and crossing my legs. Huh? Yeah, she said too much of the lotus position messed up my knees. Yeah. So I need to have, you know, looking into surgery now. So a spiritual practice is very good for you, but not for your knees. No, not at all. <laughs> so that's where the balance comes in, I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, if we talk about it more in our second hour, we will. Yeah. What is the second hour? Because it turns out some people don't even know. Well, what? probably because we wait till the very end to talk about it. Oh, if they're not that interested yeah. to get to the end, they're probably, probably not, not interested to... enough to go to yeah, the second hour. I think so. <laughs> I think it's the right thing just to talk about the second hour at the end. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> you can go to Walk With Me Now for it. Oh, yeah. If you're or a member of Walk With Me Now, the second hour is a part of yeah. Walk With Me Now. Or you can go to Subscribestar and yes. get the second hour for very, very, very little money. Very, very, and, very little money. And if you want something extra in the second hour, but you don't want the full-on experience of Walk With Me Now, yep, you yep. get a class. Um, in, in Subscribestar, you get a class a Once month. a month. And that you also get a Walk With Me Now. And you also get the weekly exercises uh, that mm. I send out to Walk With Me Nowers. Plus, obviously, access to the second hour. And part of the yes, reason... also access what's to the, the second hour. What's the reason for, in your mind, a, a whole Subscribestar thing? Um, for the second hour. I mean, why me, not just make a second hour? For me personally, uh, there's a lot of things that I want to go into much more detail about. Some of that information is being censored on the planet right now. So having it as a private club group right. thing exactly. allows it to be expressed. But also, there is a level of engagement of the listener and that investment in the second hour is a lot of time for us. Four people and then more editing and, you know, a lot of work for Ilya and for us. So that investment in time to me is worth it for people who are actually interested in it. Right? They're a different group of people. A, yeah, they're just different. They're more interested, more active. They actually take notes and do their things, you know. Those are the type of people that I prefer to spend that second hour with. Already, if somebody's listening to a podcast called Drive Into the Res... And it's spiritual in nature. <laughs> They're already Invested. a different, yeah. a a different group breed. of people. It's a different breed because, you know, it's not exactly obvious what's going on inside driving to the res. No. Until you listen. Yes. And then when you listen, there's some who are ready for, or not ready for, but some who are engaged and interested to the degree that I support you, and you support me, and together we support each other to create yes. this new paradigm. Yeah. Those are the people that we spend the second hour with. Exactly, right? yeah. It's different It's group different of people. energy, yeah. And it's not entertain me, it's, hey, I'm it's, part of this. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how I see it, too. Me, too. Well, super. I had a great chat. Yes. I love you, honey. I love you, too, I feel darling. complete. How about you? Me, too. Give me a kiss. Okay. <laughs>